What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here of the SJP Show with me, Scott Joseph Ferris. I want to thank you all for the overwhelming response from the last week or last uh, episode, the debut episode of season two with Patrick Longmire from the Longmire Band. If you haven't checked out their new music video for Good Time or their uh, EP Good Times, you might as well go do that right now. It's a fantastic record. And uh, while we're talking about uh, Patrick and the Longmire Band uh, and some other great uh, artists from around this area in the Midwest of Illinois, I want to give a shout out to some folks that have released some fantastic music as of late. Uh, Lit Creek, a uh, band from Springfield, Illinois, has an album that's been out for a little bit now. It's a fantastic record. Uh, Gracia Harrison has a song out called Civil War with a great music video for that. Uh, Brosif. Uh, another great band that's putting out some fantastic stuff. Uh, they got a single out right now called Magic, and I would go check that out, as well as their music video for Single Denied. It's up on my page if you haven't checked it out, or go check them out on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you do your thing at. Um, oh, and uh, Brushville has a uh, awesome uh, music video out for a song called Chill, so be sure you all check all that out. And uh, speaking of new music, I got a new record coming out, full album. Uh, November 22nd, that's this Friday if you're watching it, uh, before the 22nd, and if it's after the 22nd, it was last Friday on November 22nd, Midwest Avenue, and the album is called Marionette. So I'm going to do, uh, the show today is go, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about each song that's on the album, and then after that I'm going to go into, uh, the Q&A part, question and answer, questions that some of y'all submitted. I'll get to some of those questions. And without further ado, we're going to get rolling with this. The first song on the Marionette album is a song called Grandpa's Song, a song I wrote for my grandpa, Bob. Also mentions in there my grandma, but Beverly. Uh, They're fantastic people. Um, I've been so fortunate to have such great grandparents. Um, but yeah, the song Grandpa's Song uh, came to me about uh, back in the spring. I was just sitting there playing my guitar while watching wrestling or something on TV. And uh, it hit me in my head. Some uh, My grandpa, he always said, uh, he would always make sure all of us grandkids thank grandma for cooking, you know. And if you got somebody cooking for you, you should thank them. Because if they weren't cooking, you'd be starving. So, yeah. So be sure you always thank somebody if they're making you some food. Also, I uh, want to shout out uh, Wade Warnick. From Nashville for playing uh, lead guitar on the song, and Rusty Danmeyer from Nashville uh, doing the steel guitar parts. Rusty's been on a lot of my tracks and has always done a fantastic job. Always enjoy working with him. Always top notch stuff. And uh, the next song is where it gets interesting: is "Cowboys Say Goodbye." This song was written back in 2013. Uh, this recording is the first time I ever played lead guitar and any lead work on any songs ever. Uh, it was a challenge. I'm not a lead guitar player. Never will ever, ever claim to be because it's uh, just not not my thing. I try. <laughs> That's about it. Um, but this song, uh, me and my dad got together and decided to record some old songs that we used to do back in the day, uh, 2013. Uh, one being this song, County Roads. Or, County Roads. I just saw Night Roads. And then for some reason I saw C and I thought of County Roads, which is another song that'll be out not till next year. But Cowboys Say Goodbye and Night Roads were two songs we used to do back in the 2013 time frame. 
So we re-recorded both of them, and uh, it was my first time. Uh, my dad on drums, and I'm playing everything else you hear uh, on Night Road or Cowboy Say Goodbye. Um, the music video has been doing fantastic. It was a lot of fun to shoot. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, be sure you go check out the music video for Cowboys Say Goodbye. There's some funny parts in there. I'll probably post up some of the outtakes eventually. Uh, they're pretty funny. Um, and on the number three is Night Roads. This song, if you all have heard, uh, been following my career at all, and have heard the uh, original uh, version of Night Roads, that was, or the acoustic uh, version of Night Roads, uh, you'll hear this version, which is the full band version. And it has a little bit more structure to it and different, a whole different texture to it. Um, this song was a lot of fun. Uh, the bass track was super fun to play and the little keyboard accents was a lot of fun to uh, write and come up with. Um, but yeah, Night Road is just a fun jam. Uh, so I hope you guys dig the new version. Uh, number four is uh, Me and This Bottle. Uh, this song wasn't originally ever going to be on any other project other than the acoustic version that it was on um, until I just popped my head one day I was thinking about uh, the very first time I went down to Nashville um, a guy that really helped me out and gave me a lot of advice and helped me just kind of get a, a handle on the navigation of everything and to understand and answer to any question I had a guy named Sheldon Babeck he has since passed um, but if you guys watch the music video, you'll see a dedication to him at the very end of it. And uh, the way I was just thinking of him one day, and I was like, you know, I wonder if I still had those old uh, keyboard, uh, or well, Hammond B3 uh, key parts that he put down on the, on the original demo, along with Rusty uh, Dan Meyer's steel guitar parts. And I was like, hmm. And by golly, they were there from 2013. And I was like, wow, I, I'm going to re-record the whole song around what they recorded on the original demo. So Sheldon's work is live here in 2019 going into 2020. Uh, uh, just, yeah, so that was uh, the, the first time actually I went down to Nashville was whenever Sheldon put down the parts and uh, answered a lot of questions for me. A little backstory on me in this bottle. When I wrote this song, it was right before I went down to Nashville for the very first time. And I went to a show in Hamburg, Illinois, to see my friend's band play and asked me to come up and do a song during the break. So I did. My buddy Steve was playing the keyboards on it, and uh, we played me in this bottle. And it was the first time I played it. It was two days before I was going to Nashville. And uh, so it was kind of neat to do that and kind of get that out there and just get a feel for how people would react to it live. And uh, next up is number five, the fifth track, a song called Sugar Pie, uh, which is a little bit different direction from what I normally do, I guess. It's a really fun song. Super fun to play. It was so much fun doing this song. It was the first time I ever like wrote a song on a Monday, then recorded it on a Saturday, and it was just done. So uh, it kind of talks a little bit about my uh, honeymoon over to Rome and some different things, some fun stuff. It's uh, just kind of a, a feel-good song, and the response has been great on it. So I'm hoping y'all dig, dig it on the album whenever it comes out. Number six is Bet You Don't. Um, this song, along with the next two, uh, track seven and eight, all kind of go into the same story uh, but bet you don't it has a fun mention in there of the tv show the old sitcom 
Roseanne. Um, it's one of my all-time favorite shows. I mean, I know, I know what happened, you know, here in the recent years with Roseanne. The whole whatever had happened there, I don't pay too much attention to all that stuff, the negativity and all that. But whatever it is, it is what it is. Um, I, it, I, I just, I, I don't know enough about it as I even really talk about. It. I just know it was something bad because um, they were going to be doing a reboot of the show or had started it or something. Um, but I'm a fan of the old stuff, um, as I'm sure a million of us, millions of the people that have watched it, you know, it was uh, very impactful to us. We remember watching it as kids. Um, but yeah, it kind of mentions that song in there. I don't know I went on a tangent about Roseanne, but whatever. Um, yeah, I bet you don't. Uh, it uh, kind of follows a story of a breakup into track number seven, which is a song called See You Around. And the way this song came to be and came up was I was having a conversation or something with somebody about, you know, uh, the way social media is today. And so many people look so happy all the time. But are they really? You know? And then I said something like, well, it begs to differ. The question, you know, are you really as happy as you look in the pictures? And that... When I said that, that line just kind of stuck with me. And so I was playing this little guitar riff when I got home that night. And I was like, are you as happy as you look in those pictures? And I was like, where could I go with this? Where? So and sometimes as a songwriter, you create this. You know, you're a storyteller. And you create characters. And I always write from the guy's perspective because I'm a guy. And that's about the only part I really understand <laughs> for the most part. And... Um, so I was thinking, I was like, so what if we were talking about people always looking happy in pictures in my prior conversation? So I'm like, I wonder, you know, like, think of this guy. He may go back and decide, you know, hey, I want to look up my ex or whatever. As I'm sure people do that. I don't know. Um, but in the story, this was going to be it. And so the guy sees the girl and she's on there and she's married and wedding pictures or whatever. And... Um, so that's kind of what made me think of like, I was like, that isn't, I, I could build a whole story around that, you know, with the first line, you know, from the conversation, are you as happy as you look in those pictures with your white dress on? And I was like, there we go. And then the song just, bloom just happened. Sometimes you get lucky and that happens. Sometimes it takes forever to write a song. But that one came kind of quickly. And it was a lot of fun doing uh, the lead guitar work and adding the synthesizer and strings on there. This has been the most involved musically I've been with anything I've ever put out. I've played almost, on most of the songs, played every instrument besides the drums. Um, aside from uh, Grandpa's song, um, I didn't play lead guitar or steel on that one. Um, and next up is number eight, My Marionette. Um, if some of you guys have been following along, you guys may have heard an acoustic version of this at some point about a year ago. Um, it was never intended to be a fast song. But it or an up tempo song, and almost a rock song. Any of you guys that dig like my old uh, SJP stuff from way back in the day, um, this has a little bit of that in it, a little bit of that style. And uh, it was such a fun song. And then playing, doing the bass parts, and building the song, and the story falls in line with "Bet You Don't See Around" in uh, "My Marionette." He's talking about the same guy is talking about you know you can move back from your house on a hill and come back to the midwest settle for a little less and you won't be my marionette because in the story uh the girl that he's missing or wanting back whatever 
uh, he perceives that she is living a controlled, a very like controlling life, and not really happy. So he's like, "Come on back here to your hometown and let's be happy." So, a yeah, pretty basic story, but it's a lot of fun coming up with that stuff. And then rounding out the record uh, is number nine, track nine, uh, which is the acoustic version of Grandpa's song with a little bit of old school stand-up bass in there. Uh, so I figured that would be kind of a cool little old school feel. And then uh, ending it, track number 10 is the acoustic version of Cowboys Say Goodbye. And why do acoustic versions? I think sometimes there's a story in a song, sometimes a stripped down version sometimes conveys the story uh helps people perceive it a lot better so yeah so that's the album marionette comes out easy for me to say right the album marionette midwest avenue comes out on uh november 22nd i'm getting a phone call here so who knows but yeah, so be sure it'll be out all over the place on you know, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all that good stuff. I'm going to be getting into the question and answer here shortly with some questions from you folks. Um, if you all haven't sent me any questions or anything, hit me up on any of the social medias or email midwestavenue at gmail.com with any questions for the show, and I'll be glad to answer them. It can be about anything. What are my favorite color socks? Uh, what's my favorite food? What conspiracy theories do I believe in? Uh, or think are interesting. Uh, can I paint? Um, who's my favorite football team? I got two, so it's hard to tell which one I might pick on what week. So, getting into the questions. First one up is Mr. Todd, a buddy of mine from my hometown. Who's been the most influential person when it comes to your music career? That's a big question. Because uh, I get influence from different areas. Like my grandpa, he had his own business. My great-grandpa had his own business. And seeing them both thrive and succeed uh, throughout their lives has been influential. And seeing my friends and people that I know and other artists succeed at what they're doing um, is a big deal to me. Uh, inspires me. And I try to root them on as much as I can. Uh, one piece of advice I would give to any of you folks if you're watching this or listening to this and you are... Uh, wanting a career in music and things and see other people succeeding and it makes you jealous, makes you feel weighted down or you just wish that was you so bad. Take that energy and support them and and just support everybody else that's doing what you're doing because there's, uh, there's a place, for, enough room for all of us to succeed and do well. So uh, just, just uh, I don't know where I'm getting out this tangent, but just uh, support other people and uh, yeah. It'll, uh, yeah, just do that. <laughs> uh, other influential people, you know, uh, seeing Eric Church's rise and uh, Luke Combs has been amazing. Uh, other friends of mine that have succeeded in the music industry, whether it be management, uh, production, engineering, um, seeing all those guys and people and girls I know succeed has just been, it's very inspiring. Um, but influential it's a lot of, lot of influence. Uh, I can't even pinpoint it to be honest with you. And like having my family support, my mom. Um, and then we all wish we could have every fan support us like moms do, because mom fans are the best. Uh, shout out to Charlie Rocket for uh, coining the term uh, mom fan or, or 
mom status. Yeah, turn your fans into mom status. <laughs> but uh, influence, uh, I, yeah, Eric Church would be the main one um, other than folks in my family. All right, next up, Taylor Arn- Arnold. She says, oh, <laughs> do you remember your Root House shows and Seton Hall shows? Seton Hall is a building in my hometown. Uh when we would, or let me rephrase that, re-say this. Woo! Easy for me to say, folks. I tell you what. Taylor asks, do you remember your Root House shows and Seton Hall shows when we were all 14 and drooling over your music? <laughs> and she tagged uh, two other girls who used to come a lot, uh, Caitlin Lawson and Steffi Myers. Hope you all are doing good out there. Hadn't seen you all in forever. Um, but yes, I remember those shows. I don't remember any drooling going on. Uh, but yes, um, those shows were so fun and such a formidable time in my life and my career uh, and having you guys all come out and support the shows and we bring in other acts from different areas was fantastic, I tell you. So, uh, But yeah, I remember them. I, they're very fond memories. Um, and a lot of people have asked about oh, any of the old SJP stuff. When's, where can they find it? Am I ever going to release any of it? Question is, answer is yes. It'll be coming out uh, probably in December. So we're still working on that, getting some of the st- old stuff out there. Uh, next up is Chris Harmison. He said, uh, who is the best metal band you've ever played with at Black Sheep Cafe when you played an acoustic set? Follow-up question, who was the best bass player at that show? Uh, just to give a little context to the question, Black Sheep Cafe was a venue in Springfield, Illinois. I used to play back in the day before I started doing country music. They had everything from like a lot of indie rock bands, metal bands, uh, art, acoustic artists, different things come in. Uh, but to answer your question, who was the best bass player at that, that specific show? Chris, it was hands down you, brother. I tell you, I, I still sometimes will catch myself in a gaze and I will hear your bass riffs just floating through the air. And I'm in complete harmony with life. So that's how you know that you were the best bass player of that show, Chris. Because it was you. And now to answer the question about the band, you had me thinking on this one because I still cannot remember what your band's name was because that had to be back, I mean, that was a long time ago. So let me know what the band name was. For some reason, it keeps popping in my head. Uh, Carrollton, which is also the name of a town in my home, near my hometown in the same county I grew up in. But I don't know if that was the band name or maybe I'm just thinking, of, I don't know where that name's coming from. But that's what's popping up in my head. I may be wrong, so correct me and let me know. Um, <laughs> Justin, some of you guys don't know, I'm going to be a freaking dad. Uh, due date's February 13th. I am so, so pumped. Uh, so uh, my buddy Justin, best friend, he lives over in Ohio now. I just moved there. Um, so I hope you're doing well, brother, over there. Um, he says, you're going to be a dad. Off the top of your head, what are the bands slash musicians that have influenced you that you would want to introduce to your child? So what music would I want my child to know about? Uh, first of all, I, number one, be Eagles. The Eagles are a very just great band from top to bottom. Uh, I believe they're very relatable to anybody, regardless of their tastes. Um, next up would be my, he's become my all-time favorite, Glenn Campbell. 
uh, Dan Fogelberg, Dave Loggins, not Kenny, not Kenny Loggins. I do like Kenny Loggins, but I like, I'm a Dave Loggins guy, his cousin. And, um, hmm, Elvis, Michael Jackson stuff, um, Diamond Rio, Brooks and Dunn, Sammy Kershaw, uh, Martina McBride, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre for sure, um, Terry Clark, Terry Clark, love, a huge fan of Terry Clark, but yeah, that's about where I'd start at, uh, so we got about time here for one more question, it's from my madre, my mom, Miss Carla, it's weird to call my mom Carla, but that's just what is on my list here, my mom asks, what is your favorite song that you have written, that, it's hard to pick, I know a lot of people say that. Um, I'll give you three of my favorites. Um, one is uh, Grandpa's song that's going to be on this uh, record that comes out November 22nd. Another is a song called Call You Up uh, that'll be out in the spring. It's going to be a part of a uh, probably the biggest release of my career and the most important. Um, and another song... Uh, Probably uh, You Can't Buy Love. I've never released it yet. I think there's an old YouTube video going around that. But that was uh, one of my favorites, too. But anyways, I appreciate you guys' time and tuning in here. Uh, thank you so much. And I uh, hope you have a fantastic uh, day or moment or night or wherever you're at. Whatever you're doing, I hope you're just having a great moment. So thank you all very much. Mm-hmm.